Welcome to the Dental Marketing Podcast, a podcast that helps dentists win in the online world of modern day marketing. Each week, we cover the most cutting edge marketing tactics and strategies that are working right now across our client base to drive leads, phone calls, and more new patients for dentists. Now, here's your host and founder of Kickstart Dental Marketing, Chris Pistorius. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Dental Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Pistorius. I appreciate you tuning in. Uh, today, we've got uh, awesome guests. We've got uh, Dr. Barjesh Walters and Dr. Steve Walters uh, joining us today. They are the owners of Advanced Dental Care and Aesthetics. They've uh, been in business since 1989. And we're going to talk to them today just about all kinds of fun and cool stuff regarding dentistry. So guys, I really appreciate you uh, being on the call today. Thanks for having us, Chris. Happy to be here. Of course. I've only said your name like a hundred times and I just looked at it when it really counted. So I just completely folded on that one. But anyway, thanks for coming today. And um, first of all, how's the weather in Ohio? A little uh, windy and cloudy today, but it's, yeah. uh, you know, feeling like fall, which is what we expect this time of year. But, yeah, uh, yeah nice. same here. And, you know, we're recording this in the middle of October, basically, and um, I'm in Denver and uh, we're starting to get the cold mornings and evenings and then kind of warms up nicely during the day, which I love, but it's coming for sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So tell it. me back in 1989, why did you guys decide to go out and start your own practice? Well, my dad was in practice, and when, and so when I uh, finished my residency, I joined him, and um, you know, kind of took it from there. And then, uh, Josh was a couple of years behind me. Also, did a residency at the same hospital uh, we were both at at Metro in Cleveland, and um, we, uh, you know, decided to get married, and kind of rest is history. So, you know, we got uh, kicked off right there. That's awesome. So, if you remember back then, you know, was it a like a stressful event for you to start your own practice do you remember or was it like yeah, it's time to go I'm confident we were a little stressed you know it, it was uh, my dad had a small practice three operatory office and so you know yeah. typical kind of the older school kind of practice and um, so when we came in we could see a lot of potential um, but yeah. it was a little stressful we knew we had to grow and expand the facility and and um, but didn't know how to do that. Didn't know how to do it. We had to <laughs> and, you know, try to get some new patients in the door to, to fill our schedules. So, um, yeah, I would say it was a little stressful at the beginning. Yeah, even though you might have had a little bit of head start, you know, it wasn't like you're going from a blank sheet of paper, but still, it's definitely yeah. a, definitely probably took you out of your comfort zone for a little while. And anyway, mm-hmm. um, so I like to get right to the questions that a lot of our, you know, a lot of our watchers and listeners are you know, dentists that are, that are dentists and they, some of them are getting ready to make the jump of owning their own practice. And some of them have already had their own practice and they're just looking for tips and, you know, new ideas. You know, I think, I think that's really what makes the world go round are new ideas. So, you know, you've been in business since 1989. What do you think is like the top or the top two or three things that have made you successful and allowed you to be in business successfully for so long? Well, I think, for us, um, the the change really occurred when we, we got help and we hired a consultant and um, started to work with some people that could begin to teach us some of the, the business aspects uh, of the practice, how to systematize things, how to um, 
how to bring new patients into the practice, um, how to monitor the numbers and the profitability of the business. And so I think that was when the, the big change happened for us is when we, we really reached out and, and started to get some help. And I think the other um, side of that was also continuing education, you know, getting mm-hmm. um, really up to speed with a lot of the specialty services that we provide in our practice. And that, that is, we'll talk about later, leads into the sedation part of it, but, but um, really getting comfortable doing a lot of our own root canal therapy um, and procedures, a, a lot of... Uh, oral surgery uh, we do in the office. Um, I took a orthodontic continuum. Uh, we took uh, both took full mouth rehabilitation continuum. So I think those were the things that really, uh, aside from the consulting and helping us to um, run the business better, um, just expanding our service mix was the other big thing that we did that really kind of um, launched our practice to where we are today. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. And, you know, it, I find the same in my business, you know, a marketing agency, I, I really didn't think I had a business until I probably started building out systems and procedures and then hiring people to run those systems and procedures. Um, there's a, and I mentioned this a lot in my podcast, but there's a book out there called the E-Myth Revisited. And it talks, I don't know if you guys have read it, but it talks exactly like this. And he talks about you should set your business up as if it were a franchise as much as you can, even though it's not a franchise, because when you do that, it really forces you to build out systems and kind of a, a book of this is how you do your job. And every task, if you will, is in that book. And so if you hire a new front desk person, if you hire, you know, whoever it may be, they can basically take that manual, if you will, and know exactly how to do that job. Now, obviously there's customized training that has to happen too, but you know, so many dentists I've found struggle with this and they think that, you know, they come out of school or they start their own practice and they think, hey, I'm a great dentist, so I'm going to automatically be, you know, a successful business owner. Mm-hmm. That's not the case. You know, it, it's uh, you've got to know how to do other things within your business to make it successful. And if you don't know how to do it, how to hire and delegate those people to make those decisions. So I think that's uh, that's a biggie that you just that you just pointed out. So on the on the up opposite side of that, you know, obviously you you made a very smart decision with systems and procedures. What's one of the biggest mistakes you made over the years? I'd say early on trying to do it ourselves. Yeah, um, waiting too you know, long. Waiting I think. Too, yeah, yeah, you know, it's always what when you see the change that happens when you get the right guidance and education in different parts of owning and running a business, you realize just you have no business doing any of that when you're first out of school. I remember when Steve actually approached me first and said, I think we need to hire a consultant. And um, my concern was, how are we going to pay for that? Like, yeah, you know, just making ends meet right now with paying the bills and paying ourselves a little something. And, um, and it was the best thing we ever did. And it, you really can't launch yourself to the next level until you have someone teach you all the things you don't learn in dental school, yeah. how to um, not just create systems and put them in place, but how to give your team leadership ability and skills mm-hmm. and give them some ownership. And I think one of the um, biggest changes we made was really have a clinical team leader, a front desk team leader, and, and actually not just in name, but they can actually hire team members, they can fire team members, they can, you know, um, cor- uh, correctively coach team members, things that 
it, you know, when we're in people's and patients' mouths, we don't have the time or opportunity to do a lot of that. So yeah. things kind of keep getting brushed under the, the rug, so to mm-hmm. speak. So um, I think that was a huge benefit of, you know, doing, making some of those changes. But really, you know, one of the things that we learned along the way is one of the biggest mistakes dentists make is um, not making change happen soon enough, either with a system or a team member that's not doing a great job. We kind of like hang on to it longer than we should. And so I'd say that's probably one of the biggest mistakes we made was not do it soon enough and then therefore not be able to put those changes in place sooner. Yeah, that's great insight. You know, somebody told me you should always hire slow and fire fast, right? But it's hard. It's easy to say that. But when you build a relationship with somebody and you know that their family depends on the job and it's hard to make a change like that, you want to give them, you know, every benefit of the doubt and probably too much sometimes, you know, and so it's it's one of those things where you've got to try to separate that and it's it's tough to do. Um, So you guys kind of have. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I think we take ownership when somebody maybe isn't. Yeah. Performing their job to their, to our expectations. It's like, okay, have we done enough? Have we given enough coaching? Have we given enough training? Have we done all of those things? So um, in in marketing, you know, I I could not do what we do in our practice without your assistance um, because it's just, that's not my ex, you know, realm of expertise. So I need somebody guiding me with that. Makes a huge difference. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's sometimes worth it to, 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 to hire a professional, right? Like if I had to do my own taxes, I'd probably be already be in prison because I don't know how to do that. And I'm never going to learn how. So I'm going to have a professional do that for sure. So yeah, I I totally get that. So you guys kind of have a dynamic one, two punch at your practice too. And it's funny because I do interview quite a few kind of uh, husband, wife doctors that are within the practice. So I've got two questions for you. First of all, has it been hard or what are your tips to make a marriage work while you're also working in the same place? You can I, take that. <laughs> well, maybe you should say it's been hard. No, I mean, I don't think it's been hard at all. I can't okay. imagine it any other way, to be honest. Now, we have friends who are husband and wife dentists that do not practice together. Okay. Um, so I think you have to know what your dynamic is. And if yeah. I think we're both really type A personalities and you both want control of everything all the time, then that might be a lot harder. Um, Where Steve and I have kind of divided things that naturally fit our abilities and our personalities. And so there are certain parts of the practice that I manage and happily give him the other parts. and, And so, you know, he, somebody asked us one time, like, what kind of corporation we were. And I'm like, I don't know, Steve, what kind of corporation? <laughs> you know, so when it comes to like the tax stuff and the business yeah. stuff. And, yeah. You know, yeah. Him. I'm the numbers and, guy and, yeah. and she's the people person. So she does the yeah. HR and handles the staffing and, and um, that sort of thing and the marketing, you know, to, yeah. to, to that's great. That's what I'm talking about with that one-two punch. I think you're absolutely right. If you have two people that are exactly the same, it's going to be hard, not necessarily to get, to, not to get along, but 
you know, you need somebody in there that's good at one thing and you're good at another thing, you know, and you guys also have kind of that dynamic going in the practice practice itself in terms of the services that you offer, right? Like I know, uh, Steve, you, you really specialize more or a lot in the IV sedation, right? Yeah, exactly. So I, you know, again, with a lot of the training we've done uh, and just my interest in, have, in providing that service, you know, I was kind of the one that went off and, and got the training to do that. And, um, you know, I think um, that's uh, been kind of my, my focus the last few years. And I think, you know, Bargesh with, you know, the family and, and kind of being more the, the person managing the household was, you know, um, you know, kept with more of the restorative and the pediatric side of the practice. So, so we were able to kind of divide it up. So it's nice because I can get a lot of the, the restorative and, you know, seeing the kids and things like that out of my schedule and, and really focus on the longer, bigger cases, which it would be hard to do if I was also throwing a lot of hygiene checks and yeah, and things into my schedule. So that works. Yeah. Are you looking to grow your practice, but are a little unclear on what the best way is? Let us help you out. We have over 13 years of experience in helping practices just like yours increase new patient growth. Just go to kickstartdental.com and sign up for a free strategy session where we will give you some great insights on how to take your practice to the next level. So let's talk a little bit about IV sedation because I know that there's a lot of dentists out there that if they're not doing it now, they're, you know, it's definitely something of interest to them. And I think it goes along with a little bit about what you're saying is continually getting better and able to do more things and offer more services. Is that how you kind of got into that IV sedation side? Well, I, I think that, and I just saw a need for it, honestly. I mean, yeah. I think all of us as, as dentists see patients who are just have such a high level of fear to have anything done. And uh, for various reasons, one might be needle, needle phobia, uh, bad gag reflex, uh, a bad experience in the past. There's, you know, numerous reasons why that, uh, that is, uh, you know, a, a challenge for people. But, um, you know, I, I just saw a need for it. And I, I felt it would be a good fit in our practice. And, and uh, again, based on kind of the fact that we had done, you know, residencies, hospital-based residencies, we had experience with um, sedation cases in the operating room at, at the hospital and we trained, so we we're comfortable with it. And, um, you know, uh, I, and then my interest in doing more specialty services, again, enjoying surgery and, and um, root canal procedures and things like that just lent itself to um, doing these longer, more comprehensive cases with patients sedated. So, Mm -hmm. um, so that's kind of was the, the impetus and the, the um, you know, the reason we, I, I started to focus more on that. So you saw the need was there. And then after you implemented, I'm assuming you've been doing it so long, the need was definitely there, right? Did you see an uptick in the practice after you started offering that? Yeah, I, you know, I, I think as, as we started to let people know that we had that available, um, you know, just word of mouth. And, and we did a little bit of just getting the word out, you know, different by a different uh, medium. I mean, we did a little bit of radio advertising. We did some uh, web marketing, things like that. And hmm. then just talking to dentists in town, actually, I was, we were just talking about how many patients we get from other dentists in the, in the city that have patients that, that have a need for this service. So um, just getting, again, getting the word out, letting people know that we had that uh, available. And then, you know, um, and you know, word of mouth with patients that had it done, telling other family members and friends, and it just it, it kind of blossomed after that. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, and then you know, I want to kind of stay in the realm of you know the family practice because 
unless I'm incorrect, you have some more family members getting ready to join your practice, or maybe they already have, right? They have, yes, wow. our daughter and her husband. So we have a Stephen Barjesh 2.0. And <laughs> we're so excited about it. And we have another yeah. associate, Alicia, who has right. been with us for about three years. And, and yeah, the three of them are such a great team. And we're, we're so excited to have them along with us. It's, um, it's exciting to see, you know, them learn and continue to grow and they're all three of them are doing a great job yeah that's that's great so almost kind of what is it that would be a third generation of dentists right yes third generation so christmas yes yeah so okay all right so you know one thing that i want you guys have had success so many years and you know, I've been in business only 13 years. And I can tell you from that, my success has really been the people that I've hired and from the people that I've hired because they they play such an integral part. And in the early days, I had trouble hiring people. I wasn't good at it. And I honestly, I'm not sure that I'm that great at it now, but that can really make or break any business. And I would love to hear, and I know our audience would, any tips or tricks that you've learned over the years on how to find people, but find quality people and anything that you have on that, I think would be extremely beneficial to our audience. I think um, you're absolutely right. I mean, we are nowhere without our team. I couldn't yeah. make it through a day. I mean, my father you know, <laughs> and son-in-law, because they're just recently out of their residency program, you know, they know how to do everything with technology and all of that. And as we implemented new things, um, I we're so reliant on our team, which is wonderful, but it also um, makes it so that then they are involved with hiring new team members. Mm. And so mm. that's been a great thing. Um, I think we definitely would not have seen the growth we have over the last 10 years without some of our key team members in place. And it's really just finding people that um, buy your vision of your practice and yeah. really want to carry that out with you. Um, and if you have a few, like two or three team members that really have bought in and are on the same page with you and it's it's heartwarming because sometimes when we're not in the office all and then when we return they'll say yeah you know we had this situation and I thought to myself what would Dr. Barjesh do and, and that's what I did and so nice. that's really yeah that's really a um, blessing to have people like that you know right yeah. now I think in the 30 years that we've been in practice right now is probably the biggest challenge we've had in finding team members and I think it's across the board yeah. everyone I speak to we have a lot of dentists in our family outside of you know the four of us even yeah my brother I have lots of cousins who are dentists and it's everyone is experiencing that yeah they are yeah you know, it's, right it's, now it's, that's a tough question to answer because I don't know that I'm you know doing that so well just because yeah. I feel like the the pool of applicants is pretty slim. And, you know, we are, because we are so team focused in that, it, even from a, 
uh, care standpoint, my dental assistants are not just flipping rooms and sucking spit. I mean, they are <laughs> designing care crowns, they're scanning, yeah. they're, you know, doing everything that, you know, assistants can legally do. They're, you know, making temporaries, they're doing everything. And so that's a much higher skill yeah. level. Um, and I'm happy and willing to train somebody who, you know, has the ability and wants to learn. But lately, it's just been hard. We're trying to kind of think outside the box when we're looking for people. But um, I, in 30 years, I've never run into what we're running into right now. With yeah, you've got to get creative. And, you know, I don't think anybody's got an answer for it right now. But I bet if you start interviewing people like you in the next couple of years, you're like, oh, well, this is this is what it took. But I got to tell you, in my world, um, we had to get really creative. I mean, we now offer employees uh, one paid week off every 10 weeks and they have to take it off. Um, and it's it's created. a. am glad we did it now because it's it's actually turned out to be a good thing because they our employees seem more refreshed. You know, they're always looking forward to that. You know, after 10 weeks, they've got a paid week and it makes them work better as a team because half the company goes on break at a, you know, every 10 weeks. Right. So they've got to make sure everybody's caught up and, and knows what's going on. But the point of that is that, you know, five years ago, I would have even thought of doing that. I'd be like, yeah, you're lucky to get two weeks. Right. It's not, that's not the atmosphere we're in. And you definitely got to be creative and think outside of the box to get people to, to be interested in your company. So interesting dynamic for sure. Well, we're wrapping up here, but I, I also wanted to get your opinion um, in the hiring realm of, I'm seeing more dental practices these days, hiring people with no experience, like a clean slate. And at first I was a little apprehensive thinking, yeah, that's not going to work well, but to my dismay, it, it it's worked really well for people. Um, and I want to know if you've done that before, if you've had that experience of, you know what, as long as they have a good personality and they're hard workers and they've got those core things you can't teach, the mentality of we can teach them to do these jobs. Have you done that before? And what's been your experience? We have done that before and quite often actually and successfully. Um, but you hit the nail on the head. It is they need to come in with, you know, those traits that you can't teach. They need to have a really good attitude. They need to yeah. want to learn. They need to really um, have good communication skills, those types of things. And some of those things we can teach, but really there are some basic things that make a successful dental assistant or make a successful admin team member that we cannot teach because we've tried in the past. I've had team members come on board that have had years of experience. And when they're missing those few things, it's very difficult to have long-term success with that team member. Um, I've had some team members who I actually hired as a sterilization assistant who then became a dental a chair side assistant and then became um, a clinical team leader mm. and then actually is now working for a big chain um, flying all over opening offices wow. so you know there so really it's pretty remarkable how how quickly you can get a team member up to speed if they have those you know few qualities mm -hmm. yeah. so, and even at the at, at as a patient coordinator 
um, my office manager, April, has hired some team members that have come in with zero dental experience and have been some of the best team members we've had at the front desk. Yeah, that's that's good. And I think that opens up your pool of candidates, right? Because now you're not just having to look for experienced people. You can really open it up. I mean, I made a job offer once to a waitress because she took such good care of us and had such an awesome attitude. And just, I was like, we can teach her to do some of this stuff. This, this, she has qualities that I can't teach her. Right. And so I think that's what you've got to start opening this up to for all you dentists out there listening, office managers, you know, open up your, if you're just wanting to hire experienced people, try it. I, I really think as long now, let me back up a little bit. Try it once you have a good training program documented and in place. Would you guys agree with that? Yes, it yeah. is. Yeah, it's, it's important. So anyway, I've gone, I've gone over time here with you guys. I really appreciate you uh, being with us, Dr. Walters and Dr. Walters. Um, I would love to the opportunity, maybe in a few months, check in with you guys and just see how things are going and see if the kids have completely taken over the practice already. <laughs> That's not good. Yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thanks so much. I appreciate it. And uh, we'll talk to you very soon. Thanks, Thank you. Thanks for joining us this week on the Dental Marketing Podcast. Make sure to visit our website, www.kickstartdental.com slash podcast, where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Spotify, or via RSS, so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you found value in the show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. If you are ready to grow your practice, then you might want to schedule a free strategy session with us. Just go to kickstartdental.com and click the free strategy session button and give us 15 minutes of your time to change your practice forever. Be sure to tune in next week for our next episode. And thanks for listening to the Dental Marketing Podcast by Kickstart Dental Marketing, where dentists go to win online.